Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am your host, Anthony, runner of at Raptors underscore community on Instagram. And my co-host, Yan, who runs at BallerNation6 on Instagram. We discuss a lot of stuff in this episode. We start with, of course, the Derrick Rose Hall of Fame debate that's been going on on Instagram. And then we touch on our our over-unders for the Eastern Conference. And lastly, we do a little special segment that we're going to do ideally at the end of every every episode where we each ask each other one question that we do not expect and we have to give our honest, full answer and our reasoning behind it. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Here we go. All right, yeah, and I want to get your take on the Derrick Rose Hall of Fame debate. I know it's been circulating Instagram. What's your take? Do you think that he's a Hall of Fame caliber player? Here's the thing with uh, Derrick Rose in the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame has let in so many players who, in my eyes, don't deserve to be put on the pedestal that a place like the Hall of Fame is. You know, you just saw all the inductees that got inducted, I think it was less than a week ago. And I can guarantee you, you walk up to pretty much any NBA fan out there, even like big avid NBA fans, NBA fans, and they won't even know half the players who got inducted. Like the like, for the with the current players that are in the Hall of Fame, Derrick Rose's career might just be good enough to be in the Hall of Fame, which is sad. Because <laughs> as good as Derrick Rose has been, and as much as I love him, and as much as I know everybody loves him, Der- Derrick Rose's career should not be good enough to be in a Hall of Fame right now. Like we're talking an MVP, albeit it was a great MVP season. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely a case to be made that he should not have won MVP that year. And, you know, like, I, I personally think that he, won, that he should have won, but there's plenty of people who don't think he should have won. Uh-huh. So he has, he has an MVP, youngest MVP of all time. That's great. He's been to the Eastern Conference Finals one time and has been injured. That's, oh, and he scored 50 points. So MVP, Eastern Conference Finals, 50-point game, that shouldn't be a Hall of Fame career for me. Like, that's, that's just the way I see it. But I'm not saying that – I'm not saying that he can't – like, of course, right now he's, like, what, he's 30 years old? In, like, yeah, something can, like that. Yeah, if he can continue to average, I don't know, like he had 18 points per game last year. If he can continue to do, to do that for the next few years and, I don't know, maybe join the 76ers or something or get himself a championship, then, yeah, sure, I'll have him in the Hall of Fame. You know, but especially given the, the talent or lack thereof that's in the Hall of Fame right now. But as like for the Hall of Fame, for me, should, there shouldn't be more than 50 players in there right now. And D-Rose, no way, should be in the Hall of Fame. Given the standard that the NBA has set for the Hall of Fame being pretty yeah. low. Yeah. And if, say, if Derrick Rose's career would end right now, would you put him in or would you not put him in? Uh, right now, with the standard that the NBA has set, that's such a tough question. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> One sec. I'm just going to look up the Hall of Fame inductees of 2019. All right. That's why like, it's kind of a debate, too, is because of the standard that was set by the NBA over the years. With I can't even name I – you, I, I bet you I couldn't even name half the players in yeah. the Hall of Fame because they've set such a low standard. And he would be the first person to ever win an MVP and not be in the Hall of Fame. And I think that would – 
kind of be a stain on his resume when you look back at all the MVPs. Right, yeah. It's unfortunate what happened to him, but given his short resume, I think that considering the standard, he should be in the Hall of Fame if I were picking. Mm-hmm. But if I actually were to create my own Hall of Fame, right, like quote-unquote Hall of Fame, yeah. I probably wouldn't even consider Derrick Rose. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and this – it's got a coach, Bill Finch. Um, <laughs> no idea. Sidney Moncrief, that he, that's a big name. And Sidney Moncrief, Paul Westfall. So those are uh-huh. two pretty big names. And, like, I've heard of Vlad Divic. Or, how do you, Vlade Divic? Divac? Yeah, Vladi Divac. Yeah, Vladi Divac. God, I sound like an idiot. But yeah, for <laughs> him. Then there's guys like Al Atlas. Maybe, yeah. like, I, right. maybe I'm just an idiot and never heard of him. Charles Chuck Cooper. Um, right, they did the Hall of Fame inductees recently, right, on the NBA. So I yeah. saw on their Instagram, they yeah. were posting a bunch of people. And I I couldn't even name – I couldn't – I didn't know any of them except for Vladi Divac. And still, to that standard, like, that's a pretty low bar when you think about, yeah. <laughs> you think about it. So I will I will give him this, though. His speech is pretty good. Like, he's a good speaker. Uh, no doubt. I don't know if you listen to it or not, but, yeah, he's a good speaker. But, but again, maybe, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe 2019 is a down year because – You've you've probably seen the like next year guys like Duncan and Kobe are all eligible. I think Garnett's eligible next year, so like next year is going to be a pretty stacked class for the Hall of Fame. Right, but, they shouldn't have even had those people considered for the Hall of Fame though. Yeah. When you think about it, the shoe in straight up. Yeah, but I guess given the current standard that the NBA set, like he's a D Rose three time All Star, one time All NBA. That, and, but that MVP, though, like, if all it takes to be, to be a, 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 a Hall of Famer is one MVP, because he hasn't done – that's just tough. Because an MVP, an MVP is great, and he's the youngest, youngest MVP of all time. Yeah. But you know what? Fuck it. I'll, I'll give it to him. It, yeah. With this, this – with, with the standard that's set, because if someone like, if someone like uh, Bill Finch can get in the Hall of Fame <laughs> – I know. <laughs> Carl Braun from the Veterans Committee can get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, why not let the youngest MVP of all time, Derrick Rose, get in? Like, people love him. Like, he's going to get in. Like, that's the thing. No matter what I say, Derrick Rose is going to be a Hall of Famer when it's all yeah. said and done. Yeah, like, when it's all said and done, he's going to end up in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. No doubt. I'm not like, and I'm not trying to hate on him. Like, I've gotten a lot of people ripping on me because, like, I've gotten death threats because I said Derrick Rose shouldn't be an, an all star last year. I think I probably already told you that. <laughs> you people love him to death, man. Yeah, those are the, those are those bull fans, you know. They're still kind of salty, but oh yeah, <laughs> those guys. And I think Joakim Noah is a top five defender still in the NBA. It's like, bro, I know it's ridiculous. <laughs> do you think Joakim Noah could? Do you think he could fill out a roster somewhere? Be like, uh, you know, hit the thirteenth roster spot on a team somewhere? I think he's. I think he's underrated. I think he could do more than just hit a thirteenth roster spot. I mean. Like, shit, is Joakim Noah, right? He's won, he's won a defensive player of the year, but I think he's underrated. Like, if he right. joined my Spurs today, I would I would take that happily. Like, I would yeah, love he's definitely underrated Noah. because a lot of people would just view it as, like, they kind of look at offense or bust, and they don't really see yeah. what what this guy does on the other side of the ball. Yeah, and also I'm pretty sure he's a, like, he's a good locker room guy. Don't, I don't, none really see. come to mind necessarily that could use him, yeah. but I could see a few different teams – Try to leverage him. Yeah. 
Exactly. It's like, I don't know. And especially like the shitty, or I don't know, a team that's got a, a lot of young guys, like the Atlanta Hawks or something, getting veterans, even if they're not, even if they're not that talented right now, just guys that have been around the NBA and have, you know, like Joakim knows he's been far in the playoffs. Having guys like that, just bringing them in just for the locker room, like that's, that's invaluable right there. Like, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. I think I just disconnected for a second. Did I lag out? No, I, I don't know. I just heard like a door crashing or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. No, it's all good. <laughs> all right. I think we're good. You want to move on to our over-unders? Over, yeah, for sure. Over the big chunk of this episode. Oh, yeah. This, this, is, the, this is it. Yeah, so we'll club. start with uh, the Eastern Conference. And we'll yeah. go one through eight, They're the projected ratings according to Vegas. Okay. And then we'll move through to – we won't spend a lot of time on the lower teams, you know, like that. Right, yeah. the, You know, we'll have the bubble teams and then, like, you know, the Knicks, the Cavs, the Hornets. Nah, who cares? Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the first is the Milwaukee Bucks with okay. a predicted 57 wins. What's your take? 57 wins for the Milwaukee Bucks. For me, that's, that's pretty high for me. I know they just came off fifth. 50 win, a 58 wins, or was it a 61 season they had? I think they 50. almost hit 60. I think they hit like 62 or something. Did they not? Okay, I like, bro, I definitely should have been, should have done some research. Um, yeah, last year they had, <laughs> Bucks had 60 wins last year. Yep. They were 16-22, and they lost, uh, who was it, Brogdon they lost? Yep. Signed Middleton to an absolutely ridiculous contract. I have no idea why they did that. But. Yeah, and then they also signed Robin Lopez to that Middleton contract is uh, going to be a rough one moving forward. They really oh, yeah. lose their flexibility in that I roster. Feel, I feel pretty bad for Middleton too because like now he's going to be expected to do so much more. Yeah, than what he's currently doing. And I've always like Middleton was he's always been a great player, but he's not worth whatever he got was like. 158 million or something like that. Yeah, like he's that. good. He's he's kind of like on that level with like Tobias Harris. They're yeah. like fringe all-stars, but both yeah. of them got overpaid this year. But that's that's that influx of cash that the mm-hmm. that all these teams had, so players just get overpaid in general. Right, yeah. But are, from are we, and uh, I I've actually like I haven't even I don't know if you've been following my account, but like I've been posting all my uh team Team record predictions, right? So yeah. like all the number of wins. And so for the Milwaukee Bucks, like I haven't even posted this on my account. So this is this exclusive stuff right here. Exclusive right. content. Exclusive content right here. <laughs> You're here first. <laughs> but I actually have the Milwaukee Bucks um, under 57 wins. I have them at 53 wins. Wow. Uh, good enough for third in the East. That's a hot take right there. That yeah, that is a hot take. That like I you you probably don't agree with that, but 53 wins for me. Look, Giannis is great. I don't know how much better he can get than what we saw last year because last year Giannis was just fucking insane and say what you will about Harden should have won MVP but at the end of the day Giannis won MVP and there's a good argument to be made that he deserved it and no doubt, no doubt. all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals got him up 2-0 but shit how do you lose four straight games like that you definitely like, got exposed by the Raptors there's no doubt they, about that and yeah. he needs to add a little bit more to his game especially the mm. free throw shooting and some kind of catch and shoot three-point shot but yeah. if he does add that to his game, that's, I think it'll still a, be a while, but he'll be just a monster. Like, he'll be right, unguardable. Yeah. It'll be ridiculous. He's, he's a great player. And, like, I've always, I've always said that the Bucks roster last year was built just absolutely perfect for a guy like Giannis. Or just – it was an overall – it was – there was nearly – it's a flawless roster. It was just great three-point shooting. Oh, they also lost Miritich. Um, 
Yeah, but they got Robin Lopez. Too. They got yeah, but I don't know. Like Miritich probably better. Well, I think Miritich he's better for the better system. Fit. He yeah. definitely fits which the was, system better. Which was just Giannis out of the Kumpo, just just being a ball like a, just a point god. Just using absolute god in the in the paint. The minute you double team him, he takes it out to someone like Middleton who bangs a three or freaking Splash Mountain Brook Lopez who all of a sudden can shoot threes and just bang it. But not FIBA. <laughs> FIBA's a whole different. like two fourteen or something. I, man, I love FIBA. Holy, like Patty Mills, dude, that guy. Patty Mills. What about Luis Scola? Why is he the Luis, goat? I don't bro, know. all these Argentinians. <laughs> Luis Scola's been around since like two thousand six, man. What the? Yeah, fuck? I remember he was on the the Raptors, and apparently he had like the highest bench press on the team or something. So this guy is a beast. Yeah. So he really fits the physicality of the FIBA. Yeah, you know the whole FIBA landscape. Oh yeah, and I, I love watching France win too. That was I know, it's, it's crazy. Oh it's so crazy. Gobert looked like a monster. He had 21 points, 16 boards, three blocks. He crazy. had that block on Mitchell right at the end too. That was uh, that was good. That was sweet. I loved it. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got the Bucks coming in at 53 wins. You? I I said hit the over, which yeah. Now that oh, I wow. hear you talking about it, it's kind of making me, you know, kind of like digress a bit. But the reason I said that they should hit the over is because the team, though losing Brogdon, which I think it's an underrated loss. A lot of people don't really consider it, but right, think yeah. about putting Bledsoe on that, that pedestal of being the that number one guard on that team. Like, mm. I can't trust him in the playoffs. You know what I mean? And right. similarly with George Hill, I don't think – I think he, just, he was kind of had a fluky playoff run. You know what I mean? Yeah. However, they do have continuity, which is something to consider when you're thinking about winning games against the bad teams and against the good teams early on in the season. So I think that their record will be a little inflated and mm-hmm. they'll kind of overperform how they're going to perform in the playoffs. I don't think I don't think they're the best team in the East not not no, this year. Definitely not. No. Um well like I think for me the best like we'll get into who I think the best team in the East is, but oh, Milwaukee's from from both the talent wise as well like as well as just how well I think they'll do in the playoffs. The Bucks are not the best team in the East right now. I agree. I I think they they do fall into the top though for sure. But I, I think oh, yeah, they're, they're, I don't yeah. think they're the best team. So let's move yeah. on to the second team though, oh, the Seventy yeah. Sixers, which they have a fifty four and a half number oh, yeah, of I'm wins. Going, I'm going over for that for sure. You're hitting that over. Seventy Sixers for me are the best team in the East. Like they might have, they arguably the best, the most talented starting lineup. Like we're talking Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, Josh Richardson, Al Horford, and Joel Embiid. Top like, five, yeah, they're, they're the most talented team in the NBA, I think. That 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 starting five for me is enough to hit the over there. Like, I see the seventy six is going all the way to the finals. Um, they're a young team for sure, and I think Ben Simmons will have a, a little bit of a jump shot next year, which at the end of the day will be such a big um, factor for whether or whether or not the seventy sixers can get to the to the finals and perform well in the finals is if Ben Simmons can get himself a nice little jump shot. Yeah, they're a Ben Simmons jump shot away from a championship. I think I, I said that on the, last, on the last podcast, and I actually believe it. I think he will have some yeah. kind of jump shot, and I'm really hoping so because if he does, I, I actually predicted that they're going to win the finals. That's what I said. Because you look yeah, at not- the whole West, it's too hard to predict who's going to come out of the West. So I was like, screw it. I'm, gonna pick a, I'm just going to pick <laughs> Philly. I think that's a safe how, bet. How, how much of a jump shot does Ben Simmons need to have to, for you to crown them champs? Uh, like a, bend, a jump shot away, like what? Like, a, mid, a mid-range, it probably isn't enough. I think he needs to shoot like 30% from three. So yeah. at least teams will keep honest with him. 
Yeah. Because they don't have the the benefit of JJ Redick. Because uh, when you watch the Raptors play Philly, the reason that Philly was so good was because you have Ben Simmons on these yes. screens with with JJ Redick around the screen at the three point line, and Kawhi Leonard couldn't really go off him because JJ Redick's like one of the top five three point shooters in the oh, NBA. Yeah. So when this guy's shooting open threes like that all day, you're gonna lose. Exactly, you know what yeah. I mean? So he had to play honest with them there. If Ben Simmons can have a jump shot, that's so essential because Josh Richardson isn't as great of a shooter as JJ Wright. He's not as huge of a threat. So you mm-hmm. can kind of lay off him a little more. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Um, the, he's asking 30%, though, from three out of a guy like Ben Simmons. Like, he's never hit a three-point shot in his career, right? So yeah. I think he's at least – he's a few years away from that. Like, It might be a lot to ask, but he's got to at least take him. Like, he's, got, he's got to take him. I think that neck, maybe we, we might not see a nice three-point shot this year. I think he'll get – like, throughout the course of his career, I expect him to just further and further expand his range. And, like, it'll be, it'll be the sort of thing where at the end of his career, we'll look, at the, what he, we'll look at the range he had at the end of his career compared to his rookie year, and it'll just be, like, a drastic change. Like, no doubt. I think in year, you know, year 10, year 15, he'll, he'll be able to knock down a three-pointer. Three he'll never be the greatest shooter in the league. But he'll be able to shoot the three decently, and compared to his rookie year, where he didn't ever zero percent from <laughs> he never shot from three, and when he did, he wouldn't score. So, and that's the other, you bring up the Raptors thing, and for me, like the seventy sixers, you look at it, and they they gave the Raptors their biggest run for their money, as far as it was a seven game series. It came down to the last shot, and a lot of people say the luckiest shot in NBA history and all that stuff. It went in, but guess what? It's still like the 76ers, they had the Raptors. They had them. They were a shot away. Like, they did. They would have had you, them in game three, too. That was the one where yeah. Wilder hit that, that step back three over Embiid, and that was yeah. basically the icing because the Raptors were down 2 1. It felt like, as a Raptors fan, I felt like it was over. You know what I mean? Yeah. They had our hearts. They could have snatched it, but they messed up there, and then they had another shot at it, too. Yeah. But you guys had that. You guys had that freaking god with massive hands, Kawhi Leonard, who <laughs> oh, man. was ripped from San Antonio a few years ago. You still like, are you, still, you still like Kawhi? You a big fan still? So? It's bittersweet for sure. It's yeah. bittersweet. Like, I, love, I, I cheer for Kawhi Leonard just because, you know, I look back at 2014. I'm just like, bruh. <laughs> yeah, talk about, you, talk about I still think, with I still the Twilight years. Oh, man, they were good yeah. still. <laughs> I, I, 2017 Kawhi is the best Kawhi we're, we're ever going to see. Straight up. No no cap. 2017 Kawhi was, would have beat the, that Warriors team. 2017 Kawhi would have freaking won that championship. This is just conjecture. We don't actually know. <laughs> but, you know, who knows? At you sound, first you're sounding like Skip Bayless, but I think, yeah. I think you're on the right path. They definitely would have given those Warriors a run for their money. If he does beat them, yeah. you know, Kawhi Leonard, he beat them this year. Yeah. I know they were injured and stuff, but still beat them. He beat them. You know, you play who he you got play. his revenge. Too bad Zaza yeah. Pachulia wasn't on that team. Would have been nice <laughs> to see Kawhi dunk on there a couple times. Oh, God. Yeah, man. No, but yeah, anyways, 76 is for me. 58 wins. That's my final. Verdict. 58 wins. I was debating wins. this one for a while, and I actually ended up eventually picking over, too. Yeah. I thought that the adjustment period that they need to develop that chemistry is going to be an important time. But I think that their top line talent enough. Is going to mm-hmm. be easily enough to get them fifty. Like 50, they will, yeah. they'll hit fifty in their sleep. 
especially without Horford, you know what I mean? They can rest and beat a little more. Yeah. The one reason I wasn't sure if they're going to hit like 55, 56 wins was because I'm not 100% sure, certain that they're going to want to play and beat that much. You know what I mean? I think they're going to want to yeah. rest him. And I think that the playoffs is what they really care about. And that being said, you know, I'm not sure that you'd want to be playing a lot of games either. I wouldn't. If I had him on my team, I'd be like, play like 60 games. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want you to get injured yeah. or something. I want you to have all your energy for the playoffs because you can be the best player in the NBA. No question. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's also a very underrated part of getting out Horford is that Joel Embiid, especially last year in the playoffs, like, he was just gassed. Like, the, and the 76ers had no one else to replace him. They had, like, Boban and who was a Mike Scott was, was running the five sometimes. Like, yeah, and Greg Monroe, too. Yeah, Monroe, but... <laughs> Such great options. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just just giving Embiid some rest because Embiid's never going to be the guy to play 82 games in a season. Or, or like he's he's always he's he's a brittle human being. Like he's fragile for sure. And and Al Horford will help or def or will definitely help out with that. And also the 76ers won't have to play against Al Horford in the playoffs because like golly Al Horford is good at like he he clamped up some big men. Like he 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 can clamp up big men. Like. He, he did, what was it, two years ago, I think, against the 76ers, he clamped up Joel Embiid. Sorry about that. There was just connection issues. So getting yeah. back to track, we were talking about the 76ers. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, just... so I, I said I eventually end up picking the over. Yeah. And you, you appeared to pick the same. You think they're the best team in the East. Yeah, I had them winning the East. 58 wins. The first in the East for me. 58 wins should be enough of you yeah. know, there's always a couple teams that are at least one or two teams that hit 60. So yeah. you think that you think that they're the most likely team in the NBA that's going to hit 60 wins? Uh, no, I think the 60 wins will come out of the West for me. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, that'll be a tough 60 wins. That that, that it, whoever wins 60 is probably not going to win the chip. I don't think I don't think you can win 60 and then win yeah. the chip right after. You're going to be exhausted. Well, I mean, I mean, look at last season. Like last season. The Bucks were the only team to hit to hit sixty wins. Yeah, um, like Toronto at fifty eight, and then mm-hmm. Golden State at fifty seven. And actually, last year, interesting stat was the f- it was, I think it was like the fourth time since since like nineteen or the first time since the eighties, where the highest where the NHL team with the most wins had more wins than the NBA team with the most wins, which was insane. Like, that's a, that's not, a weird that's a weird yeah. stat. That just like, shows non- the, the parity in the NHL compared to the NBA. Yeah. Well, NHL, like, the most wins a team's ever had is, like, 62, yeah, which was yeah. way – like, and the only reason why the NHL had more this year was because Tampa Bay had the most – like, they tied for most wins of all time. Then they got which, swept in the first one. they got swept <laughs> in the playoffs, which is hilarious. That's pretty like, good. Yeah. Sorry to any Tampa fans if you're listening. I'm so I, sorry. Yeah, that's, that's me, actually. I'm a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. Like, straight up. They're, they're, my, they're my team. They're your team? Yeah, back in 2013, 2012, when I was hopping on all the bandwagons. Yeah. It was the Spurs, Lightning, and Seahawks. Oh, yeah. So those are your teams then? Those are my teams, you know? You know, Spurs, They do you think they have uh, some kind of fighting chance this year? Shit, if we get Kawhi back, I mean, we got it. We get it, Kawhi but... back, yeah. Yeah, I was hoping he to... can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Pop my uh, – and, like, uh, shit, after watching Pop lose, though, in the World Cup, that's, like, I don't know. Maybe he's – Maybe he should retire in the next few years. Probably um, will. He's what, like seventy now? Yeah. I think it's He's old. He's in the twilight. He outlived his, his wife and his wife's like fifty, so 
Yeah, it's uh but what happened with his wife was really sad. And I remember that's tragic, yeah. So shook the entire NBA actually. Yeah. So we're good with the seventy sixers then. 70, I think we yeah. hit that Oh the... how many how many wins did you say? Or are if you I, saying if I had to pick a win a win number, I'd say fifty six. I'm gonna go fifty six. Okay. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a safe number. Fifty eight is definitely reachable too. Yeah. I, I just think, think that there's gonna be that some adjustment period with them. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So for the Celtics, they have a forty nine point five over under. What's your take? That's it? Damn. I know. I had I had the over on that for sure. Like Yeah, me too. I think I had Boston's the second best team in the East. Second best. Second most wins, yeah. I'm going That's definitely plausible. I think that's more than likely actually. I had them at fifty. Definitely wins. I think top three for sure. Yeah. I had Boston fifty four wins and Milwaukee fifty three. But right. in a best of seven series, I'm taking the Bucks for sure. Yeah. Kemba led team probably can't beat a Giannis led team. I think that's. He, I think at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. Kemba's never been to the playoffs, so like this is going to be the first year where he's in the postseason. Yeah, and like a, a young seventy, a young Celtics team. Like you never. Like, that's the thing. Like the Celtics a few years ago without Kyrie went all the way to the East East Finals. Yeah, albeit in a much weaker Eastern Conference, but still. Yeah, they did have and, to play the Seventy Sixers though, and they yeah them. Pretty was, good, but the loss of Al, Al Horford is going to be yeah. pretty detrimental in the playoffs when you have players like Ennis Cantor taking their his minutes. Like it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be a rough time that's if tough. you have to play Philly. Like, that's yeah. gonna be rough, especially because I mean, yeah. they have Horford too now. So how are you gonna match up with exactly. that massive lineup? Al Horford was such a big piece of why they won a few years ago, or why they beat Philadelphia a few years ago. Like yeah, what definitely. he did to Joel Embiid that series is yeah. insane. I can see the Celtics making a move though. That you know they have. Uh, an influx or like a a lot of wings, right? And they don't really have a big, so I could see yeah. them trading away like a Jalen Brown or you know one of those wings they have for someone like from Orlando. You know what I mean, like a Mo Bamba. Or, right, I don't yeah. think Jonathan Isaac will be on the market, but some kind of big that they can just have to you know increase their size a little because of their the number of wings that they have. They can you know move some pieces around, yeah. and if they do that, they could they could be feisty. I think, but. Honestly, though, like, if worse comes to worst, actually, not even if worse comes to worst, just put Taco Fall in the game. Like, see what he can do. Like, my guy is seven foot six. Yeah, I know. Everyone loves him, too. I I mean, I just want to watch him. Could you imagine how, like, if you're, like, just picture this. You're in a tough series of the 76ers. I don't know, maybe, like, 70, close game in the playoffs. Joel Embiid's just eating eating you alive in the paint. And you put on Taco Fall. Just, could you picture how crazy that Celtics fan that the Celtics fans would get he would be he would be a huge energy play guy like in game three if like say you're down two nothing and you need that energy boost he would be the guy I think even if he doesn't touch the basketball like just the the crowd would just erupt with he just needs to get a block and a dunk and then he's done (laughs) that's that's it it, yeah and he can do that easily I think with that friggin seven six frame holy He's, he's huge and he can he can do work on defense we saw what he did to Zion like he, yeah, until he had, Zion had, went up on him at the end of the game. Yeah, it's climbed true. the ladder on him. Didn't dunk on him, but yeah, you know, but may as well have though. He basically iced the game on him because if yeah, he was in, he, if he was in, he would have grabbed that board and RJ Barrett wouldn't have had that layup. Exactly. Yeah, but the, the, yeah, that was such a oh yeah, that was the game where uh, RJ Barrett got the off the Zion free throw miss. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like. 
Taco Fall, like, again, with, when you got a big man situation like the Celtics do, why not just give Taco Fall some, rep, some reps, you know? No reason not to. Yeah. I think, yeah, they're going to definitely hit over 49 and a half. The improvement yeah. in Tatum and Brown will probably be enough to push them over that. And mm-hmm. I think the addition of Kemba, even though they lost Kyrie, I think that's actually – Kemba's a good glue guy because he's definitely going to help blend those guys together. He's not going to be like a locker room cancer like Kyrie appeared right, to be. Yeah. So I think that the chemistry alone – and even playing together in FIBA will maybe help their chemistry as well should yeah. at least give them more continuity than most other teams, and they should win at least 50 games, I think. Yeah, I, I've always thought that Kemba was a better fit for the Celtics and Kyrie. And also other names we haven't mentioned yet. Guys like Gordon Hayward, like kind of an old name. Yeah. Sort of has been, but <laughs> he's, a, he's a decent – like I mean, he's, still, he's still a good player. You know, he's decent. And Marcus he's healthy. Well. I really hope he's healthy because if he's yeah. healthy, they, that team – the landscape of that team changes. He's – because they don't really have a, a good playmaker when you look at their roster. I think that the addition of Hayward – I mean, Kemba, like they can utilize him as their their main playmaker. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think Kemba Walker should still be the main playmaker, though. Like, unless Gordon Hayward can get back to like that 2016 form yeah, he was in, definitely. But Kemba Walker's point guard, Kemba Walker's a top. I, I, I think he's a top 15 player, top five point guard in the NBA. I mean, he's a, he's a really talented player. Um, and also they have Marcus Smart as well. We haven't mentioned him. Uh, he was a uh, all defense. He was on an all defensive team as well. Um, so yeah, another good piece there. Young piece. The combination of Brown, Tatum, and Smart. Those young guys. Uh, that's. I'm, I can't wait to see how 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 they do this year. Like, the, I thought their potential is really high. Their ceiling yeah. is very very high. Yeah. But their floor sure. is also pretty low when you think about it. I right, could see them yeah. being a first round exit, but I could also see them potentially challenging the 76ers in the, the Eastern Conference Finals. You know what I mean? There's there's two mm-hmm. sides to this team that we've seen the last couple of years. And the question yeah. is, which which Celtics are we going to get? Is the loss yeah. of Kyrie going to be addition by subtraction? That's the big question mark, I think. Yeah. And that big man, the the, the void that is left from with the Al Horford leaving is going to be so, so big, especially in the playoffs. Because a lot of these Eastern Conference teams, they're, they have very – good big man like you look at the bucks and Giannis isn't he's not a center but he's gonna get all of his points in the paint and if you don't have anybody in there like you stand no chance and Joel Embiid in Philadelphia you know you, and you even look at like a team like the Toronto Raptors a guy like Marc Gasol who, who like we saw what he did to Giannis in the in the playoffs last year like you're not yeah. gonna score in there with the, with Marc Gasol right I mean yeah Gasol's presence alone really yeah. affected Giannis's game on top of Kawhi's defense, of course. Yeah, and That's, yeah, when you look at when you look at the the Eastern Conference, I don't know why they let Al Horford go. I know he's going into the end of his career, and they probably didn't want to give him a four year max. Yeah, but when you look at the teams that you have to face, you need Al Horford to beat the Seventy exactly. Sixers, right, and to yeah. beat the Bucks, and even yeah, even like a team like the Raptors or the Pistons, like you kind of need a big man down there who can match against these big guys. Orlando too, like all these big guys. In the in the east, you think that they try and keep their their best center. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Okay. So for Boston, I had them at fifty four wins. Uh, so the over, you had them at the over as well. Yeah, I hit them at the over. I could see them. Yeah, winning around fifty four yeah. as well. I can't see that them winning. Like a good, seems like a good. That seems like a good number. Maybe a little less. 
thinking more like towards like 53, 52, somewhere in there. Yeah. But, you know, this Between is... 50 and 54, really, I think it's fair. Yeah, no doubt. For, for the Celtics. All right. Pacers, their over-under is 48 and a half. What did you say? Uh, 48 and a half. I went 48 wins, so I guess I'm taking the under there. All right. Yeah, I, I took the under too, actually. I think the big question mark with this team is when's all the people going to come back? Like, I, I don't know. When is he going to come back? Is he going to come back in January? Is he That's what he's saying, I think, yeah. That's what I'm hearing, but you never really know, right, with these kinds of injuries. So it's like, mm-hmm. will he come back in January? Will he come back, you know, earlier? Who knows? And and if he does come back, how good will he be? Like, right. Last year, Victor Oladipo, I don't like – I'm just pulling up his stats right now. But, from yeah, from a statistic standpoint, he was nowhere near as good as he was in 2018. Like, that most improved year – Oladipo is putting up 23 points per game, led the league in steals with four, four and a half, or two and a half. And last year he's putting up just under 19 points per game and uh, 1.7 steals per game. So he, he, he wasn't as good as, as people really make him out to be. Like, in, like, people still think that he's what he was in 2018 when he won most improved player. And he probably, like, maybe just last year was a down year for him. And, again, there's only 36 games to take a sample from. Right. But if those 36 games are any are any indication, I mean, he's not as good of a scorer as people like to give him credit for. I think he just kind of got unlocked on that team when he yeah. became the guy. And the, the Pacers front office just said, you can have this team. I think he really blossomed. And hopefully he does play that way again. Because if he does, yeah. him and Brogdon in that backcourt will actually be pretty threatening. However, I'm kind of I'm kind of weary about this team because they also lost Bogdanovich, who's a pretty pretty damn good player, if you ask me. And I yeah. think that loss is going to be a pretty big void in that that three four position that they don't really have anyone there. Mm-hmm. You know, they have like I think they still have Wesley Matthews, but that team is thin on the wings. So right. I don't know. If, I don't know if they'll be able to compete against you know the teams on a day to day basis. You know, in the regular season with all these two way wings, I don't know if they'll be able to compete. Yeah. With those kinds of teams. The best wing, I think, is uh, Sabonis, I guess. I, mean, I guess, but he's kind of like – he can't shoot threes. He's kind of yeah. like a power forward, you know what I mean? Like, I'm looking at, like, who I have as their top five players. Obviously, yeah. Oladipo, Miles Turner. Yeah. Who – he showed some flashes at at the World Cup, but – Been showing flashes, but who knows if it'll uh, translate. And I think he led the league in blocks as well last year, or blocks. Yeah, he, he, yeah I think so. Actually, I think he led the league in – blocks but yeah. I think Mitchell Robinson led the league in blocks per game because he was right yeah ridiculous. and uh I, I thought Miles Turner got on like he he was he was done dirty in the defensive player of the year award, uh nominations like did he might I don't even think he got a nomination like no one was talking about him at all for defensive player of the year he might have got a nomination but like he was yeah. never going to win it was between like Paul George and uh Rudy Gobert and Giannis, I think, was three. Yeah. So, yeah, he wasn't even considered. And I think he, that is an underrated part of this team is their defense is really good. Yeah. So they have – and they perform well against the, the bad teams in the NBA. So it's They win the games they're meant to win. They win the games they're meant to win. They could definitely hit almost 50 wins, I think, again. But, yeah, yeah the big question mark is Old Evil's health and if he comes back fully yeah. healthy. I'm more, I'm more excited to see if they can – make a push in the playoffs when they're at full strength. Do you think they could right, challenge yeah. those top three teams in the East? Uh, what's that, sorry? Do you think that Indiana in the playoffs could challenge one of the top three teams in the East? Top three teams, no. Uh, maybe Celtics, if 
Actually, not, no, not even the Celtics, because I think the Celtics, probably from a talent perspective, got a little worse than last year. And the Celtics swept the, swept the Pacers last year. And yeah. I don't know, maybe that series might go to like, might go to six games. I think like, with Oladipo, they could, and they could take them seven, I think, with Oladipo. Yeah, they but, take them seven, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think they could, but I just don't think they have the talent there. You know what I mean? They just don't have the offense. To, yeah. to compete with, you know, like Philly or the Bucks, Like, these teams have crazy offense. Like, mm. anyone can score 20. And you look at the Pacers, you're, you look at their roster, you're like, who can score 20? Oladipo. And, right. and then the list gets short after that. Brogdon, maybe. Like, Miles Turner, probably not. Yeah. Sabonis, and... I, probably, yeah. Sabonis could probably give you 20. But he really got he really got nullified when you look at that series against the Celtics. They, they, know, they knew his game is really – is really uh, inside based, right? It really posts yeah. itself. When you make him try and shoot jumpers outside, he doesn't look that comfortable. And teams can take advantage of that, especially in the playoffs. Is my audio good right now? Yeah, your audio is good. You just lagged out a bit. It's fine. Yeah, you're good now. Okay. Um, that's the other thing with the Indiana Pacers is that you meant you asked if they could compete with one of the top three teams in the East. If they do versus Celtics at all in the playoffs, they're going to have a massive advantage where Miles Turner is at, at center. And that like, again, they might have a chance there, but other than that, like I think Pacers at four, fourth in the fourth in the East, I have at 48 wins the under. So yeah, that's basically where I have Indiana. All right. So, I also have them the under. Let's move on to the Nets. They have 47. Is their predicted wins by Vegas? What's your take? 47 wins for the Brooklyn Nets. I've actually gone with for 47 wins as well. Um, right, good enough for fifth in the East. Um, with Kevin Durant being out, it's going to be tough. But, you know, they, get, they got good skill. They got Kyrie Irving, Jared Allen, who's an absolute beast in the paint. Um, Karis LeVert as well and Spencer Dinwiddie to round out a pretty decent roster. I mean, they're, they're a decent team, and I'll, I'll give them 47 wins. Yeah, I think that they kept the exact same core, except for you essentially swapped D'Angelo Russell for Kyrie Irving, and I think that's clearly a better team. And there's no reason why Karis LeVert can't be healthy this season and maybe make a jump. And you yeah. can see the other players really buy into this new roster because – you know, now that you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie, you're instantly a contender. And maybe without KD, teams are sleeping on you. So pressure's all gone. You have this, you're playing with house money this year. So why not just ball? You know what I mean? Just play. Just play ball and you can, who knows, you can win. You can win 47 or something like that. I said under. I, I think I'd see them more winning. Like, this was a tough one. I think this was a good pick. Like, 47 seems right, but I would, I would yeah. lean towards like 46 or 45 wins. I think that yeah. that just feels better for me. Okay, yeah. And I think Brooklyn, like, given the standings that I have here, Brooklyn being fourth and Indiana being – or Brooklyn being fifth and Indiana being fourth, Brooklyn could very well get to the second round of the playoffs. Like, if, if, that's, a, if that's a matchup there, the, the yeah. four or five. Yeah, I, I can see that, Brooklyn winning good, that series. I think that would be a good matchup too. I think that that's a, a team that any team would be happy to see in the playoffs. That's the team you'd want to face yeah. in the first round, I think. Um, and also another big thing on the Brooklyn Nets is I'm a huge Jared Allen fan. And, like, golly, that boy, 
the blocks he gets and the presence he has on defense is just incredible. And especially on, off- on offense, too, as well, maybe not so much. And James Harden, his block list is, is phenomenal. And I think he's just one of the most underrated players in the NBA right now. No doubt, no doubt. So let's move on to the Raptors. They are predicted to have 45 wins by Vegas. What's your what's your pick for them? Is this uh, Toronto, sorry? Yeah. Toronto, yeah, I had him at 45 as well. Right on. 45? Yeah. Uh, losing Kawhi Leonard hurts. Like, say what you will about Pascal Siakam, but you're never going to be able to replace a guy like Kawhi Leonard. Two-way player in the NBA, in my opinion. He's very, I had him ranked as the best player in the NBA, straight up. Finals MVP. He is right now the best player in the NBA. And when you lose a guy like that, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard, to, it's hard to win more than 50 games. So I think 45 is very fair for the Raptors. It's going to be a hard season for them because they just won the championship. So I don't think, I don't think they're going to have as much motivation. You know, last year, they were that hungry team that played really hard and really yeah. made their money on the defensive end. And, you know, when you win a championship, you, you really start to lose sight of what got you there in the first place. And I think that their defense is going to go down. I think we will see a depreciation in Marcus Gasol's stock most likely. Yeah. And I think that without Kawhi Leonard, the, the paint's going to be clogged up. That, that guy alone has so much gravity that it really unlocks the Ackham's game and, He's exactly, going to have yeah. a really tough time this year. You know, when you look at the NBA and you look at him being the best player in your team, he's going to get a lot of defensive attention, whereas last year he kind of could slip under the radar as their third best player. You know, yeah. and this year he's going to take that number one role. And I don't, know if, I don't know if he's ready for that. So I went with the under. I went with 44 wins for them. 44, yeah. I mean, 44, 45, like somewhere, somewhere in there. They're going to get into the playoffs. They'll be – They'll be decent. I don't think they'll have home court advantage in any playoff series. No. The no. way I have it, with the Raptors' six seed, they'd verse the Bucks in the first round, who are my three seed, and I don't see Raptors getting out of that series at all. Like, they're going to fall down 2-0 and stay down. And, like, yeah, again, Toronto, it's, it's tough. When you lose a guy like Kawhi Leonard, how do you bounce back? The one thing Toronto does have is, a, like, you bring it up as a negative almost, is, is the ring. I think that come playoff time, that's going to be a massive positive, though, of having all those players with championship, championship experience. Like, all these guys, Van Vliet and Siakam and Gasol and Lowry and Ibaka, all played huge roles for the, for the Raptors last year, who really, their, their heart and soul was on defense, and all those guys were just terrific on the defensive end, and of course on offense, too. The playoff experience and the experience of winning a championship is going to be it's so underrated, I think, right now with the Toronto Raptors. And if they get to the playoffs or when they get to the playoffs, if they get themselves into a tough situation, the only hope I see them having is the fact that they've all got experience winning a championship. I can see this season going two ways for the Raptors. One way is they keep their core and yeah. they end up winning more than I think. Maybe they win 46, 47 games. Yeah. And they're frisky in the first round and probably lose. Mm-hmm. But I could also see it going the other way where players like Lowry and Gasol have their stocks risen from winning this championship. And, you know, a team could look at that and be like, 
man, I want Lowry on my team. You know, a guy who's been there, a guy who's done that. He's kind of yes. like the vet now. He's like the, you know, 2006 Chauncey Billups. He's kind of like that now. He's that vet that's won a chip and yeah. maybe is slightly overrated considering that he's in the twilight of his career. That's a good comparison, actually. I never thought of that, but that's, that's actually a very good comparison. Go on. I actually heard that. I don't remember who said it, but that was – I think it was like Bill Simmons who made that comparison on the low post pod or something. Yeah. So I'm not claiming that as my own, but I do see the, the parallels there. Yeah. So I think his stock does rise, and I think you could see him getting picked up by a team without a point guard or a team that needs a guy like Lowry. You know, he's that glue guy. He's that – the guy that will get you the charges and will play really frisky D. And so that's the other way that the Raps season could go, and they could end up, you know, sliding out of the playoffs completely. Right. Um, yeah, so for Toronto, again, fifty-five or 45 wins. There's not much else I have to say for that. Just I can't get over Like they, they, The fact that they even won a championship last year is enough for me. They could, they could win no games next year, and I wouldn't care. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm on the same boat, man. It's, being Canadian. You know what? You guys won. I don't even yeah. care that Kawhi left us. I'm happy for him. You know, he gets to yeah. go home. He might even win another chip next year. Who knows? Exactly, yeah. I was going to say that, too, like, if Kawhi Leonard can win next year, he'll probably win finals MVP. That'll be three different teams, three different finals MVPs, and two of the year or two of those championships would have been his first year with the team and would have been that franchise's first ever championship. There's like, no reason that Kawhi Leonard can't go down as, you know, a top yeah. 10 player all the time. I know that might seem high For to sure. a lot of people, but I think that he can end up landing there when you consider that crazy, he's probably yeah. one of the greatest defensive players in the history of the NBA. Yeah, while also being a really above average of a scorer too, and pretty efficient. He's an, he's an insane scorer. No like this man, like in the seventies, he was averaging thirty-five points per game against Philadelphia. Like he had to do all against that them. Holy, yeah, took, took some hard. That's one of the best individual championship runs we'll probably ever see in our lifetime. I yeah, think. like that seventy-sixers series is so underrated. Like people, after watching the third round and the and the finals, people think that. Guys like Lowry and Van Vliet and all those guys like were playing that level against Philadelphia and against Orlando. People don't realize like Kyle Lowry, his first game of the playoffs, he scored zero points, and Fred Van Vliet was garbage until his wife had that kid in the Milwaukee <laughs> series. And he was garbage. Van he was Vliet. garbage until like Game Six or something against yeah. Milwaukee. But once once like the flip switched in Van Vliet's brain, like he was just he was a demigod. Like he was insane. He was just in that fourth quarter in game six against the against the Warriors, like, what does he score, like, three threes? Hit probably the dagger. Yeah, he went goat mode, and then he hit a, a dagger in game three. If you if you look on my, my thing, I think it's my most recent post, you'll see the yeah. Van dagger where he just literally, it's the end of the shot clock, Kawhi Leonard almost travels, tosses yeah, yeah, him, yeah, shoots like a high-arcing three, and it was just crazy. Like, it's I don't know what got yeah. into this guy, but... Man, like, like yeah. he deserved that one Finals MVP vote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got, he actually, did, he got a vote. I remember that. Yeah, that's he hilarious. Because he went goat mode. <laughs> yeah, I, I love how he actually got a vote there. Yeah. That's, that's all time great. That is all time great. <laughs> I, I don't know about that, but it would have been sick to see Kawhi Leonard end the series though in that game five. I know, I know you were definitely watching. Remember when oh, Kawhi yeah. Leonard just started going like literally went goat mode and he just hit was... like two threes and then like a fadeaway over Clay and. He was like literally ripping their hearts out by himself until Nick Nurse called that timeout. It was 
that, that timeout. Like, I, I, <laughs> was it Nurse or Lowry who called the timeout? Because I saw Lowry call timeout too. Or I don't know if he was just calling timeout because Nurse is calling timeout. But Maybe one of those Lowry, guys. I, don't know. I, I blame both of them because they just both pissed me off so much. Yeah. But God damn, like that timeout was just tra- like why? Like the Raptors had the basketball. They had just gone like Ka- Kawhi Leonard had gone on a 10-0 run yeah. for the Raptors at least. Like this man, like. Those two threes, those fadeaways, I think maybe a free throw or something. But he was just going just insane with three minutes left, had led the Raptors all the way back. And then he just called timeout. Why? <laughs> like, just imagine how perfect of a se- of a, of an ending that would have been. I know. It would have been, been, been awesome. And I was, I was at Waterloo. I was like, I was in like this huge outdoor crowd thing. And, you know, yeah. everyone was going crazy. And then obviously Curry hits that three, Clay hits that three. Yeah, and, and then like, I don't remember. What, I think it was like Clay hit a three, Curry hit a three, Clay hit a three, and then the Raptors were down three, and that was basically it. Yeah, Kawhi had a chance later that game though to to uh, take. I think it might might not have been the game winner, but it was like a minute left or whatever, and he pulled up for a three and bricked it. But right, and then and at, also the, and at the end he got double teamed, threw yeah. it to Van Vliet, Van Vliet threw it to Lowry in the corner, and Lowry I think it got tipped by Draymond, but it hit the side yeah. of the backboard. So that, yeah, that. <laughs> When you think about how crazy that is, though, like, I didn't even realize it until, like, 20 minutes after the game. And I was, like, talking to my friend. And I'm like, hold on. Kyle Lowry had a chance to win the championship right there. I know. Like, if he had hit that I know. shot. The I Raptors... actually thought about that in the moment. I was like, <laughs> I was like, if this guy hits this, like, he's That's he's fun. going to the Hall of Fame just from that one. Yeah. Time. Hall of Famer like, instantly. Corner, corner three in Draymond Green's face. Oh. Like, that, that would have been walk-off, too. That, yeah, that, that would have been crazy. But instead, we got that. Terrible finish. In Worst game ending six. in like in an NBA series I've ever seen. That was like it was literally like I was. Oh, you know, I'm not the guy. I almost yeah. didn't even cheer. I was like, it's like what the fuck is happening? Like, is this what the NBA has become? <laughs> Me and my friend. Is this what it's become? Yeah, we we were joking that like the when the refs are going over to the scorers table to see if Kawhi was fouled before the game would ended or whatever. We were joking that like the refs are just talking to each other like, wait, this is not in the script, right? Like Toronto's not supposed to. It's supposed to be going, right? Like what? <laughs> they're, they're like, wait, how are we supposed to turn this yeah, around again? Like it's it's the same thing when the when the Patriots when the Patriots <laughs> lost to the Eagles in the Super Bowl a few years ago. They have to like, wait, no, we're what? No, this what? <laughs> Roger Goodell, come on, man, what's wrong with the script here? Come on, but like, fuck, like that was the most anticlimactic thing I've ever seen in my life. But honestly, I don't even care. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, fuck, fuck the Warriors, straight up. So glad to see it end. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. So, for the Miami Heat, they're predicted to win forty three and a half games. What's your What's your take? Forty three and a half. I'm taking the over. Forty four wins for me is what I had them at. Just having Jimmy Butler there is enough for me. Like he's a, like people compare him to Antonio Brown in the NFL. You know, with all the antics and everything, Butler is a less skilled version of Antonio Brown, but with the way less antics. <laughs> like, like. I don't know. Jimmy Butler's he's great talent, and I think that he'll fit in well with Miami, as far as like the lifestyle and sort of the the attitude he has. You know, like he he's a, he's a Miami kind of guy. Even though he grew up in Chicago, and he's like he's hard and he's tough and all this stuff, and he's I don't know he's in gangs or whatever. But I don't know. Like, I just I just <laughs> see him fit in Miami just perfectly well. Like he he'll have the time of his life in, in Miami, and you mix that in with guys like underrated guys like the Dragon, uh, Bam Adebayo. Dion Waiters and Tyler Hero as well as a rookie. Like, it, it's 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 gonna it's a decent roster, and they have a championship-winning head coach as well, multiple championships. Yep. Uh, 
the Udon or Haslam as well back as well. So that's good for the young guys. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, Miami, they'll be a solid team. And I'm just taking 44 wins for them. Like, not a lot to talk about for me. I don't like, yeah, that's, that's, that's the way I see Miami Heat going. Yeah, at 43 and a half, I also took the over, but not by much. I don't, I don't really think, I don't think there's much to say about them. They, you know, Jimmy Butler was a good addition, but it doesn't really move the needle for them. Yeah. Like they're going to fall, they're going to end up falling in that, on that bubble, probably a little higher. And they're going to get, they're going to get eliminated in the first round. Right. Yeah. I like Justice Winslow. I like, I like that team. I like obviously the Dragon. I like, I like their whole squad. I like Bam, but I don't, I just don't think they're really contenders. It's, and I think most everyone would agree with that as well. It's funny because they lost um, Hassan Whiteside and uh, Josh Richardson as well, right? And, yeah, but I still they lost Richardson, Whiteside, Dwayne Wade, but they're still going to be better than they were last year because Jimmy Butler is just that. Whiteside, who? Josh Richardson. Whiteside, who? <laughs> but he he was useless to be honest. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think he did. He didn't really do much for them. Bam's going to be a better fit. I think so, yeah. As that as that rim runner with Jimmy Butler, I think it'll be a nice fit. Like, not going to lie, I've not been paying it. I didn't pay much attention to the Heat at all last year. So in my in my eyes, when I think of Hassan Whiteside, I'm think, I'm still thinking of the 2015 Hassan Whiteside who'd snatch block everybody. Right. And I'm like, yo, Hassan Whiteside is a shit, but in reality, he's like dropping like nine points a game or whatever it is, and he's like, bruh. Yeah, he still feels like he's good, but he's really not. yeah. And like he, I think he's on um, Portland yeah. now. I don't think he moves the needle for Portland personally. I don't think I don't think you can consider him like a good player anymore in the NBA, which is sad to say because. He had a lot of potential, and he showed flashes of being yeah. a superstar on, on the defensive end. If he could just put together some kind of offense, he would be a real player in the yeah. NBA, but that just never happened. I mean, he'll fit in nicely with – I think he's, he, he's an important piece for the Blazers, especially until they can get Nurkic back. Um, I think he's a – because the Blazers needed a better big man. I don't know, like, who they have, Aminu or whatever. And – uh, I think I think John Collins, John Collins as well. I mean, I'm taking that, that other white guy, Miles Leonard. Yeah, Miles Leonard. Ennis Cantor was playing center in the playoffs. Yeah, like. Leonard. He he had that really good like first half against Warriors, wasn't it? Where he dropped like 26 points or something. <laughs> yeah, he dropped like 30. <laughs> he was like exploded. Like, this guy just went off. <laughs> and then he's. I think he scored zero though. Yeah, <laughs> well, he came back. <laughs> he was about to drop a 50 piece on Steph Curry's head, but <laughs> that would have been funny. No, but said they just took it. Yeah, L. but anyway, like with the Miami Heat. They're like Jimmy Butler is just that kind of guy that's gonna make that's a, he's gonna turn that team around a little bit and he'll get them into the playoffs and playoff basketball yeah. in Miami is always fun. So, but yeah, I don't yeah, see him getting, be fun. getting anywhere past the first round. Really against the Celtics, I have them. Yeah, they did seven, so they go against the Celtics for me, who are the two seed. And I see this, yeah. that's five game series in my eyes. Like Boston's just too talented. Yeah, I don't know what Jimmy Butler was thinking with that. I don't know if he just wanted that Miami lifestyle. That, that must or... be it. Like, that must have yeah. been it because this guy's like so talented and so many teams could use him. Right, yeah. But he's just like, nah, you know what I mean? He's just like, he just wants, I guess, his own team and to be the yeah. guy. And he'll never win a championship. He probably won't even get out of the first round. But <laughs> I mean, you know, if he's if he's enjoying life, then I'm cool. With yeah, that. 76ers could have done so much damage with him. Like, they, like, even last year, if, again, you go back to that Kawhi shot, if the 76ers win that series, I mean, who knows what would have happened? Maybe we're talking. Maybe we're we're sitting here talking about 
how Joel Embiid just won a Finals MVP and everything, right? Like it's crazy to think that right. they were so close. Or Jimmy Butler won a Finals MVP. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Careers change so quickly in the right. NBA. It's funny how one shot can yeah. change the entire landscape, and then Kawhi dips too, which you know, not butt hurt about because I'm okay with it, but you know. Yeah. Hurts a little. Hurts a little still. It hurts. As a Spurs fan, I laugh at that, though. Like, yeah, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> All right, so this the eighth yeah. seed, according to Vegas, is the Magic. Forgot to mention them. They're at 40 and a half wins. 40 and a half. I had them I got, yeah, 40 and a half. So I guess I'm the under, so I, I have them at 40 wins. What? Yeah, I'm at 40 wins. You're taking the under on them? 40 and, yeah, I'm taking the under. I think this is one of my teams where that's a lock for the over. I think that, oh, really? that's an easy that's easy money for me, I think, if that's the Vegas odds. I don't know. Maybe it's because they were went 28 and like 5 in the second half of yeah. the Vegas season. Maybe that was a fluke. But I think that I want to see Aaron Gordon take a leap. Right, yeah. And I think that he can. You know, he, he's going to take like a late – he's going to take a late leap in his NBA career and – Hopefully turn into an all-star caliber yeah. player. Probably like a fringe all-star. I think that if that happens, there's no reason that him, Vuce, Jonathan Isaac, and that squad with Fournier can at least, you know, yeah. get over 41 wins. Like, come on. Like, they should. They're more talented than I think these numbers suggest. Oh, I, yeah, and here's the thing with the, the Orlando Magic. Like, Vucevic, they obviously got him. He's an all-star. And... Jonathan yeah. Isaac, I, I don't really see a lot out of Jonathan Isaac. I loved him coming out of college, out of Florida State, I think it was. He was great, but yeah. I don't know. I don't see him doing all that much in Orlando. He's kind of an – I don't know. He's a, he's a nobody for me. Like, I, sort of disrespectful, I guess, but he hasn't done enough for me. He hasn't shown enough. No, that that's a good point. That's a good point, yeah. yeah. And they got Markel Fultz, and every single year it's like, oh, this is going to be Fultz's year. It's, it's <laughs> not. Like, guys, come on. He's never – Fultz, he was great in college. I'm like, I'm still in on him a little yeah. bit. You know, I like to believe, but I think it feels like yeah. he's like a, one season away. If nothing happens this season, he's done. Yeah. I think it's over. But but then again, like you hear it, you hear it every. I feel like we're gonna hear that for the rest, of, like at least for the next five years. Like this is Fultz's yeah. chance right here. Most improved player. Yeah. This is it or it's bust. Yeah. Most improved. Yeah. You can't go from not playing to most improved. I don't think. Yeah. So. Um. You got to always play the year before to get a most improved. <laughs> One guy, though, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to on the Orlando Magic, just for how good he's been at, FIBA, at the FIBA World Cup, is Evan Fournier. His play on yep. France has been insane. Like, Jesus, like, he dropped 21 points against the U.S., uh, or 23, yep. I think it was. But he had a, he's had a yeah, few games over 30. 22. And I, I get, like, FIBA's a place where Patty Mills is, like, an MVP. <laughs> and, like, Patty Mills is better than Giannis <laughs> at FIBA. But still, I mean, Seems Evan like Fournier, he's, 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 been, he's been a man on a mission for, for Team France. That, like, I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to Evan Fournier there. Like, show, show the man some love because no one's talking about him. We're all talking about Giannis, the World Cup, and Patty Mills. Who, I love talking about Patty Mills, my favorite player. But you got you to gotta show credit yeah. where credit is due. Evan Fournier is that. He, he's that boy. And, like, he's a small little white kid, but he's involved, <laughs> he's involved in the World Cup. Not going to lie. Just had to shout him out. Yeah, Fournier and Gobert really led France to their first ever win against yeah. the United States. I think in any, in either FIBA or the Olympics. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they were 0-9 against them before this. So it's really impressive to see them ball out like that. And you know, we see that with Luis Scola too. It's like, 
like what is FIBA? Like how are how is Luis Ola and Fournier and these guys playing better than Giannis did? Like Giannis, yeah. like actually did not even play that good at all. Like he scored like twelve points oh, yeah. per game or something. Like, this guy was, this guy was like I don't know what I don't know what's up with FIBA. It's kind of messed my. It's head a up different. A it's different styles. Like it's much more defensive. Like the points they they play ten minute quarters, but there's way less points per game. Yeah. Like the U.S. scored what was it seventy nine? I think it was seventy eight points. They only, Something they like only that, scored 78 yeah. points when you got guys like Donovan Mitchell and Kemba Walker. It, they got talent on that team, and France just clowned it against Turkey as well. What was it they barely got over 70 against Turkey? Maybe, maybe the, barely, barely over 80, but they didn't get very many points against Turkey. And who, yeah. like, who does Turkey have? Jetty Osman, freaking misses four uh, yeah, at the end Jetty of the game. Osmond, like, that's it, I think. Like, <laughs> there's not a lot to talk about, but the defensive scheming of the international games just so much crazier and guys like Patty Mills who have been playing international ball for their entire career he can adapt to that way better than and it's also the, the play style like you see all, team Australia play against that team against um, especially against that America team in what you know, yeah. the one we all know about where they won like I was watching that game yeah. and I'm like are you sure Greg Popovich isn't coaching Australia because that ball movement was just insane like, it was just zipping around from no-name white guy to no-name white guy to no-name white guy. <laughs> and then it just ended up in Patty Mills' hand. He was just catch and shoot a bang and deep three. Or Joe Ingles is – like, it's, it's way different. Like, this is the style of play. It's much more fundamentally sound, much more defensive. It's, it's more of a 90s style of play. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Right. Well, I think you can hand-check a little. Yeah. And you can also – there's no three-second in the key. And – like defensively, there's no three second yeah. in the key, and then they have this weird rule on the rim. I don't really get it. Where like I don't know what it is, but if, like the ball's on the rim, they can sometimes like like just take it off the rim or something. I don't know what. I don't know if you saw. I've seen yeah, that. No, but there's I some don't. weird rule on the rim. I don't know what it is, but it's definitely weird adjusting from an NBA that's honestly soft now. It is. You know, yeah. like someone looks at you and it's a foul and. <laughs> You know, when you have to switch to this where, like, you know, you're getting bodied by Luis Scola and you're not getting <laughs> your foul calls or whatever, it's probably a, a tough transition. I've always said that. It's like, imagine how good Kawhi Leonard would have been if he had been just placed in the 90s. Like, you imagine Kawhi Leonard with hand-checking. Just just enough said. You're not scoring. Yeah, I think I think he's he would be like – he is already Jordan-esque yeah. in this era. He'd probably be like – he would be Jordan, but just the 90s yeah. version. He'd be like a Jordan clone. Yeah, but you put any guy against Kawhi Leonard, any like you could Giannis to Steph Curry, any range of guy against Kawhi Leonard, and you put them on the perimeter, they're not going to score against Kawhi in the '90s with hand checking. Like when he puts yeah. his hand on your chest and it takes up your in, like from shoulder to shoulder, and you just can't <laughs> move, you're hopeless, man. And that's what it would have been back in the '90s. But again, that's I don't know. There's not much. Not there's no more, not much point talking about that because well it's just a, the thought and just you know, it's good right it's just well it's just it's just uh, fantasy yeah, but you no know? back to the Orlando Magic before we got on that right. whole fever rant All right. I'm picking the under you obviously think I'm crazy for that but I don't know <laughs> yeah I don't know what it is I don't know why I love the Magic I, I don't yeah. know I think maybe I'm on an island with this one maybe you're on an island with this one I think they're gonna be good. I think that they're going to be nipping at the heels of like the fifth seed, or you know oh, what I mean. Really? I think they're wow, going to be. Okay. Yeah, I think I think they're good. I've you know, I've mad. We might look back at this, and I might sound like an idiot, but <laughs> that's what I'm. That's I'm, that's my take. Fuck it. I don't yeah, know. that's my take. Yeah, respect, of course. <laughs> I got I got to live with it. You got to live yeah. with it. 
All right, so that's all right. So that's our top eight, right? Yeah, that's our top eight. That's our yeah. playoffs. So, and that's also what the predicted playoffs is. I don't think, I don't know. Do you have any other team that we haven't talked about in your playoffs, or is that your? I uh, know their eight was my eight. Um, Detroit. Okay. Yeah. I kind of agree with that. I think the Pistons could maybe get in there, the, though. They have the talent. I mean, depending on how good Derrick Rose is, and right, that's the big question yeah. mark: is will he play more than like sixty games? Right. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to test it. You know, I just just make him. He has to be a role player. He can't be a starting point guard. No, he has to be off the bench. Like you just gotta live with it. He'll be healthy if he's off the bench. He won't have to play as much. And hopefully, like you know, I hope, I hope, I pray that he's healthy. Yeah. And if he is, you know, maybe they will be kind of interesting. But there, that's a team that could make a trade for like a Kyle Lowry, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, this team's interesting. Get that. Uh, you, know, you look at that roster. You're like, okay. I could see them. Kyle Lowry. It, it will push the needle a little. Yeah. Get Kyle Lowry, Lowry and Dwayne Casey back together. Yeah. <laughs> that Toronto connection, you know. <laughs> who Who else would be their point guard? Was it Reggie Jackson? Their point guard? I think so. I guess, if, uh... Yeah, he's pretty, uh, you know, trash. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, Luke Kennard as well. I just want to give a special shout out to Luke Kennard. Back, I, I've been giving a lot of special shout-outs to random guys. But <laughs> honestly, Luke Kennard and Grayson Allen, they were the OG Duke duo. And we yeah. all, I always like it was always thought that Grayson Allen was the better player, but fuck Grayson Allen, Luke Kennard right now. He 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 had some really nice games in the playoffs against the Milwaukee Bucks, and like I think he dropped over twenty points a few games. And I think we're gonna see a lot of improvement out of Luke Kennard this year, in his second year. Let's hope he's good. He's a good he's player. A good, yeah. There's no doubt about that. But he kind of has been under the radar though. Not a lot of people know that he's a real baller and he can shoot. He can shoot the hell out of the ball. So. Everyone forgets how good he was in college. Like, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's yeah, the Pistons. I have them at thirty-seven. All right, the, the Pistons. Yeah, has thirty-seven point five. So you're taking the yeah, under. Yeah, I have thirty-seven. I I picked over. I, yeah. I didn't think much about it. What about the Hawks? That's their Atlanta Hawks. T- I think a lot of people are they're slightly over. I I don't want to say that they're that Trey Young is getting pretty overrated right now, but. Trey Young is getting overrated. Like I've seen people put him in the top fifty players in the NBA, and I don't know. It's it's his second year. Yeah, you gotta slow down a little with him. Like give him some time. He's not that efficient. I want to see him take a step in efficiency. I don't want to see him score more points. I want to just see him score the same points, take less shots, and increase maybe like I don't know. I guess like defensive awareness or something. He's he's clearly got the offensive game. There's no doubt that he is gonna have a good future in the NBA. Yeah. But the fact that they, the Vegas thinks he's, they're going to win 36 games led by him, no a game and a half, a game and a half predicted less than the Pistons is kind of crazy, <laughs> if you ask me. No, but yeah, the re- another reason why I think Trey Young is just overrated is because people were saying that, like I hear everyone saying, oh, Trey Young made the Rookie of the Year race interesting. No, he didn't. They, Trey, uh, Luka Doncic is always going to win that award. Luka Doncic was the better player. I mean. Talk offense is one thing. Luka Doncic is the better offensive player, but defense is a whole other story. Trey Young's he's hopeless on defense, and again, he's this rookie year, and he's much smaller than Luka. But I mean, you look at it, and that rookie of the year debate was, in my eyes at least, it was never close. Like Luka Doncic is always going to win that. From like after the All Star break, I get like Trey Young had put up those great stats or whatever, but Luka Doncic yeah. was always going to win that. It was like for me, it was never close. I don't know. That's yeah. Yeah, I actually was a big uh, Trey bandwagon on that second yeah. half of the year. I thought he was 
playing like crazy because he was a good fantasy guy. I was playing a lot of fantasy. Oh yeah, that's... he was really he was really helping me, so I started really liking him. Like he had the the one game I picked him and Zach Levine when they played. Oh each yeah, other, that... and it went four overtimes and they both scored like fifty. I was like or like forty something. And I was like, all right, that's a good day for me. I'm like, thank you, Trey Young. It's you a know? good day so, at the office. So you know, I, yeah, good day at the office. I think I won some money that yeah. day. So you know, I, I like him and I think he'll have a great future. As I said, you know, his scoring and his passing is like heads and shoulders above mm-hmm. what I think I expected in his first year. Yeah. And I'm just hoping that, yeah, he can improve his efficiency. But I do agree with you that Luca was the better player. Yeah. Like, Luca transcends stats. Like, he's that good. He's, he he's is. Insane. He's a guy He's a guy to watch. And I think his his Mavs can maybe make a push this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Trey Young, again, like just touching, just t- touching on the Hawks here. I had the Hawks at 33 wins, 49 losses. Uh, guys like John Collins, great players. Um What's his name? That John Collins is good, but he's yeah. also a little overrated, I think, too. A little bit, yeah, maybe. People, he, people are overrating him. They're saying, like, he's better than Trey Young. Yeah. And they're, like, overhyping him a little. I'm like, all right, chill out. Like, he's good, but I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm, I haven't, haven't fully bought into <laughs> it's cause, to him yet. It's because he has so many highlights. Like, those, he's crazy dunks and blocks and everything. You see him all the time. So, yeah. Um, yeah, he's in your mind. Yeah, and they, the, they, the Atlanta Hawks did really well in the, in the draft as well. Getting Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter for me that's huge. DeAndre Hunter's a born like he's a winner straight up. He's he uh, he wasn't a freshman last year, so he's not a one and done player. I don't think. Maybe he is. Yeah, he's got good defense yeah. too. He's a good defender, he's, and I think he'll be a good complement on the wing yeah. to the Luca. Hopefully, I don't want to say he They're reminds me of Kawhi Leonard. Like what? He little kind of he, he reminds me of Kawhi Leonard. I think for me, DeAndre Hunter. Just yeah, the fact, like defense and just the fact that he's he's a winner. He's a guy like uh, like going straight into straight into the league. He's a winner. Guys like DeAndre Hunter, Rui Hachimura as well is another one. That's why I was yeah. so disappointed when Rui went to the Wizards. I was like, Rui can contribute right now. He can go on a he can go on a team like the Seventy Sixers and he can add to that team and he can he he can do big things in the playoffs. Like guys like Rui and DeAndre, those are just off the top of my head right now. But they're winners. Yeah, I mean. Guys like uh, John Morant, for me, they're they might have more talent, but I just don't see them being as impactful on a contending team simply because, right. well, you know, you put John Morant on the team like the Warriors or whatever, they've already got a good guard. You put them on like pretty much all the good teams right now. They've all they've got veteran players who I'd much rather have on the court in clutch situations right. than John Morant. When a guy like yeah. uh, like when a guy like uh, DeAndre Hunter can do huge things off the bench for me. Yeah, I think putting those guys in those starting roles, uh, it's going to be an instant losing culture yeah. in Memphis for him. And it's going to be hard for him to learn how to win. It's going to take years. He's going to have to – him and Triple J are going to have to, you know, glue together and maybe get a few other good draft picks and actually build that franchise yeah. from the ground up for them to have any chance. But I think I like – player I like is I think the Wizards drafted Admiral Schofield, I think it was. Yeah. I, I really like him, actually. Yeah, I He's never got a big attention to him in college, but – he was a beast, man. He was big old jacked guy, you know. He, yeah. And he can shoot, so I'm – I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I haven't watched enough of him to actually give a good opinion, but I just like his name. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I think he'll be good. I think he's got – you know how some players have, like, an NBA name? Yeah. I think he's got an NBA name. I, that's, you know what I mean? Sometimes you can see who's a superstar just by looking at their name. Admiral. He's one of them. Admiral Schofield. That's a name. 
It's enough for me to. Yeah. That's enough for me to to lock him in. You know, the Wizards made some nice moves this uh, off season. Like they drafted pretty well yeah. with with Rui. Do you think they should trade Beal? Do you think they should trade Beal? Bra- um, I think so. Like they're not going to yeah, win. I, agree. I have I have the I have the Wizards winning twenty eight games. And yeah, they're, they're predicted as twenty eight and a half, and I. I just picked the over. Yeah. I actually debated. I don't really. I don't really know. I don't really care to be honest. I will give the Wizards this though. They they clutched it. They're the most underrated move of the whole season off season. I'm putting it right now. The Washington Wizards picking up Davis Bertans from the San Antonio Spurs. The best all right. shooter of all. Like, he's the best shooter in the NBA right now as far as like straight up three point shooting. He should. He was robbed for not being in the three point contest. He was absolutely robbed. From being, I agree. I agree. He was a good. He was a great he, shooter. I just don't think he shot a lot of threes, did he? Last year, I think he. I'll pull up the stats now. I know that the before the All Star game, he was insane. He led the league in field goal percentage or three point percentage. I'm just gonna pull up the stats real quick right now. Yeah, but I think Joe Harris is another great shooter. Joe, too. Yeah, Joe Harris ended the year, I think, with the best three point percentage. He did, and that's yeah, just because after the All Star game, Davis Bertans just like disappeared. And was caught <laughs> off from behind the three-point line. but and was never found again. Yeah. No, last year he ended a three-point percentage of only 43%. Only? That's pretty damn good he, he, he had over shooting 50% from three before the Oscar game. And I don't know how he wasn't put in the, put in the three-point contest. Like, as a Spurs fan. How many attempts per game is that? How many attempts per game is that? Um, okay, well, now basketball reference doesn't work. Okay, uh, so it's not that poor. I thought he, I just didn't think he shot a lot. You know what I mean? Four and a half, four and a half attempts per game. Okay, yeah, that's it's not a crazy number of attempts. You know, like Hello? when you're picking the three point guys, you're picking a. Can you hear me? Yo. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, sorry, cut out there. All right, no, it's all, all good. Right. We're near the end anyway. Yeah. You know, people might not be listening to this point anyway, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll just go on, just me and you. Um, yeah, this, this Wizards 13th. I'll finish off Cavs 14th. 23 wins. I mean, yeah. now I'll talk about there. Um, yeah, do you think they trade Kevin Love? That's the only thing I think interesting about them. Maybe, maybe to Portland. I don't know. Portland's what I've heard. Yeah. And also... Um, I heard some rumblings of the Nuggets, maybe, but I don't know if he'd be a good fit for the Nuggets. I think there are some other players. I think the Nuggets were also looking at Bradley Beal, too. I think that would be a good fit. Yeah. The Nuggets need some and more experience, I think. They have, yeah. Like, all their best players are young guys who, yeah. like, albeit they're, they're for their age and the amount of playoff experience they have, they're great players. Like, in the playoffs last year, the, the Nuggets are great. And I really wish that they would have beat the Blazers because I would have loved to see the Nuggets in the in the in the Western Conference Finals. They definitely would not have gotten swept, yeah. or at the very least. Yeah, Jokic is the yeah. real deal. Jokic is the real yeah, deal for sure. No doubt about that. Um, yeah, Cavaliers at fourteenth, and of course, unanimously, I think we should all have the shitty of the shits of the shits, um, the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> yeah, <You're so laughs> yeah, bad. I'm the same. All the way. At the I ball. mean. Four wins is my. They point. have Nick Batum, who again in FIBA is great, but uh, I I feel bad for like Miles. I feel bad for Miles Bridges. I mean, he's a great player, but yeah. no. And, yeah, and uh, Terry year's nice, but they're overpaying Terry year. Oh, they're overpaying the shit out of him. Yeah. I don't know. 
don't know why they got rid of Kemba and then they're paying him that. It's kind of ridiculous, I think. But I think we all know that the biggest loss of the year for the uh, Charlotte Hornets was losing Tony Parker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The greatest point guard of all time, <laughs> Tony Parker. Yeah. Unanimous. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was so pissed when they, when they didn't get into the playoffs. Just Tony Parker would have had a perfect career right there. Playoffs every single year on an 18-year career. I mean, come on. Seriously. That's, oh, shit. That's kind of disappointing. Yeah. On the last day in freaking Orlando, or was it Detroit Pistons, fucking get in and get swept by the box. Yeah. The horn, the fact that the Hornets were even in the conversation was crazy. They beat the Raptors twice at the end of the year. I said it. Remember, you remember that Jeremy Lamb three from half court that kept them <laughs> yeah, alive? Yeah, holy shit. Then Jeremy Lamb had another dagger against us, like a yeah. dagger three. And I was just like, I was like, I fucking hate this guy. Yo, man. He's on the pace right now, too, I think. So he'll be a nice piece, I think, for them. They need some offense. So I think he'll be an underrated piece, I think, of that team. Jeremy Lamb. Uh, did, is, yeah. is Jeremy Lamb still on the – is he still on the – What's it called? The the Hornets? Did he not get traded or something? Yeah, he's on the yeah, Pacers, he's on the Pacers now. now. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. He'll be like yeah, an underrated yeah. piece. No, but it's all good. You know, it's kind of laggy, so it's all good. Yeah. Anyway, that's for me. That's uh, the top fifteen again. Yeah, yeah. There's no 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 questions about the bottom. I don't really care yeah, about that. No one really does. Just yeah, I don't really talk about any of those teams to be honest yeah. they're kind of useless it's sort of do you want to do our questions now yeah our questions i'll go first yeah. um right. i was just thinking about this today who do you have all time dirk Nowitzki as far as greatness as far as greatness who do you have all time dirk Nowitzki or kevin garnett i would go with dirk personally Dirk, okay and i don't think there's a question for me i think that the fact that he's won a finals mvp yeah and was the definitive number one guy on that team in, mm-hmm. I think, one of the greatest individual runs in NBA history. Look at the teams they had to go through. Yeah, I think they had to play the Lakers. They had to play, Spurs. obviously, the Thunder and then the Spurs, too, right? Yeah. And they, the Heat, too. Like, holy fuck. Like, that's a that's got to be one of the hardest runs. They didn't just beat those teams, either. Like, they, they swept yeah, the Lakers. They were all tough. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the defending, two-time defending champs. <laughs> and you to be that. fair, they were definitely in the, the twilight of that. I don't think – I think they they were near the end of that for sure. Yeah. But like Kobe was Kobe was gassing out, I think, at that point. I mean, well, I don't, like, Kobe in 2013, before he tore his ACL, was having one of the best years of his career. So, it was, it's not like – Yeah. That's true. Like, I mean, they weren't – it's like – the Lakers are still the Lakers. I mean, they're they're a good team. Yeah, and actually, there are no scrubs. That's for sure. Sorry, they there didn't actually no play the Spurs. There was Portland in the first round. They beat them in six games. They swept the Lakers, and then they beat the Thunder in five games. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, and then they go on to beat the Heat, and I think was it five six. games or six games? Six. Yeah. Yeah. So. And the Heat, they actually came. Yeah, back. Dirk, Dirk over Dirk over KG for me. KG's great. And he's not as flashy, you know. He's more of a defensive-minded player, so yeah, it's gonna be hard to make the argument when you just talk to the casual NBA fan. And I would actually just go with Dirk because he's definitely gonna have a lasting legacy for the Mavs. Like, that's probably the greatest Mav ever, and probably forever. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So uh, Dirk. Yeah. Again, for me, I'd, I'd probably go Dirk as well. Just uh, yeah, for the reasons yeah. you said that. Yeah. And even in 2006 as well, people forget about that year. He went all the way to the finals. And yeah, that year kind of got um, stained by Dwayne Wade, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I think that year, you forget about it because I think it's kind of like you either win or you lose. Yeah. 
when it comes to legacy and everyone that that ends up being a stain even though he did ball out and obviously played really well it's you know it stains his legacy a little bit that Mavericks team is like people people forget about that Mavericks team the same way that people forget about how Dwight Howard's been to the NBA finals like I know it's 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 insane to think about but like the Orlando Magic led by Dwight Howard and Hugh Turkaloo went to the NBA finals (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, people forget that Prime Dwight <laughs> Howard is actually a fucking monster. Holy shit, yeah. For sure. And if he didn't eat all that candy, you know, maybe he would still be a monster. Maybe. He loved that candy too much. You heard that story, right, about him? Yeah, yeah. Candy? <laughs> he apparently he ate, like, 10,000 calories of candy a day or something. Those stories about Dwight Howard are just, like, they're ridiculous. <laughs> they're so ridiculous you don't believe them, but you know they're also true. Yeah. <laughs> Same with stories about Kobe Bryant, like. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you follow this page on IG. There's like a Mamba mentality page. I probably don't. And they like, they like, uh, just make a bunch of jokes about Kobe. So there's like some where it's like, I can't, I can't think of any specific, but it's like, some, it's always like an exaggeration on the Mamba yeah, mentality. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. The camera flash distracted his shot, so he stared at the sun for yeah. twelve hours a day, something like that. It's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, something <laughs> dumb like that that just has me dying. Yeah, those are hilarious. <laughs> All right, so you ready for my question? I think yeah, I think you'll like this question. It's kind of related to our first segment. Okay. So if you had, let's say you had like a token or something, and you could grant one of these two players a career of full health, would you pick Derrick Rose or Tracy McGrady? T-Mac or, Tr- or Derrick Rose? That's so tough, man, because like we all knew that – we all know that T-Mac, he was the shit. Like he, he is yeah. like on some Kobe Bryant level. Like, that boy was insane. Maybe even higher if he was healthy. Maybe yeah. even higher. But Derrick Rose, was he won an MVP at 22 years old. <laughs> and he took the, the, the Miami Heat. Like, he took the the trash, or not really trash, but he took the, the Bulls all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. And, like, oh, I remember reading a Sports Illustrated article, like, back in 2012. It was, like, it was called Rose and Blossom. And it was just Derrick Rose, just how good he was back then. And, like, that's such Good. a tough question. Was- <laughs> um, probably, I'd go, I'd go T Mac just because I want. I'd really like to see T Mac and Yao Ming get that ring. Like that would have been sick. T Mac and Yao. I I'm actually on the exact same boat as you. Yeah. I'd go T Mac too. I think people forget how good he was. Like he was an athletic monster. Yeah. And he was. I don't know how tall he was. Was he like six nine or something like that? He was like a six nine Kobe. He was big. Yeah. He was like a six nine Kobe, and he was super athletic. And there are these highlights of him when he was, like, a rookie on the Raptors. And this guy was crazy. Yeah. Like, he was just a monster. And then, obviously, his Houston years in Orlando, like, he was obviously a beast in Orlando. So, I don't know. It would have been cool to see him. Even I, – I wish he would just stay on the Raptors. Yeah. That's... <laughs> a few more years with Vince Carter. What could have been? Holy. I, I will say this. Like, T-Mac is probably one of the most – like, I'm not trying to diss T-Mac at all, but he's probably the most overrated Raptors player of all time. Like, oh, I agree. Yeah, he, he was so young. Like, he wasn't yeah. that good on the Raptors. People don't just, realize that. He's just a highlight reel. Yeah. That's all he, he was. People don't realize that he was only played there for three years. And, like, people saying that yeah. he should have his number retired and stuff, or his jersey retired in Toronto. Raptors fans are a little delusional, like, though, you know? Yeah. I don't, like, I'm speaking to a Raptors fan here, so I don't, like, I don't know. Maybe you have some personal bond to T Mac <laughs> or not. But for me, like, no, not really. Guys like DeRozan and Lowry, and, like, I'd put, I hang Valanchunas' jersey before I hang T Mac's. Like, yeah, I wouldn't hang Valanciunas's though in general. But oh yeah, I wouldn't. But I'm just saying. Yeah, but before T Mac, I agree. Yeah, I would say 
DeRozan and Lowry for sure. Yeah. Get their jerseys retired and Kawhi is one of the big questions, I think. That's like a do you retire his jersey? That's he a hard should. one. He's a chance. Like, he should have his jersey now. Finals MVP, it's like, how do you argue with that? Yeah. The only way you argue with that is he played one year there and dipped. <laughs> like what? That's the that's the king. That's the the big trump there. That's like, oh, fuck, when when they hang when they right raise that banner next year when they raise the the finals banner they should raise the banner and directly under that there should be Kawhi's jersey hanging from the banner because. That like and just just raises yours like that just straight up. That'd like, be pretty sick. I mean, <laughs> and they, but yeah, as far as T Mac goes, like his time in Toronto, mm-hmm. eleven points per game, uh, two or two and a half two and a half assists. His team, his like the Raptors were trash back then. I mean, they were winning like they won like I don't know like twenty two games one year I think. Like they were, I like Toronto was never really that good of a team back then, and like T Mac. He shouldn't ever have his jersey retired from Toronto, just because Toronto's like they've had so many other good, like better players than T Mac. Yeah, he's, yeah. I don't know. Not trying to diss T Mac or anything, but yeah, if I had to restore someone's health or whatever, I'd probably pick T Mac. I, I think of, I think that Derrick Rose's career ended so early that, or like not ended, but you know he got injured yeah. so early that it feels like he wasn't as good as he really is. Yeah, it feels like it never happened. Almost feels like it never happened. I think that, I think that he's someone you should that should really be considered in this conversation. Obviously, right? Because yeah, he was a monster. Yeah, I just I pick, I picked T Mac just because I wanted to see I like him and like more because of Yao Ming than anything else. Just <laughs> like we all love Yao Ming. This film is so sick to see him beat Shaq in the finals or something like that. Thank you guys so much for listening to the pod. If you like what you're hearing, please rate and review us on whatever platform you get your podcast on. And five stars only. Okay, five stars only. That's the first thing I got to say. And then second, please subscribe so that you'll get every episode new as soon as it comes out. So you're up to date on what me and Yan are talking about. Peace.